0: Come. named one of the outstanding five speakers in the world inducted into the speaker hall of fame award-winning singer best-selling author. and now here's willie jolly and yes you only have a minute only 60 seconds in it it's forced upon you you can't refuse it you didn't seek it you didn't choose it but it's up to you to use it you must suffer if you lose it give a account if you abuse it just a tiny little minute But your eternities are wrapped up in it. And I want to thank you for this minute, this moment, to be on with you to share with you some ideas to empower and encourage and inspire and uplift you as you go through this thing called life. And so I'm prayerful that you will be inspired today, motivated today, empowered today. And emboldened. When emboldened means don't let stuff frighten you. When it's, when it's in front of you, you don't let stuff frighten you. You keep going. Fear is not the ab- absence of courage. It's just having the fear and going forward anyway. You're dealing with it. So uh, uh, you got to just go and, uh, forward. In fact, courage is not the absence of fear. Courage is having fear. going forward anyway. And so I'm glad that you'll be able to be emboldened today by this interview. I'm telling you, you're going to be emboldened. Now, I want to thank all of you who continue to tell people about this show. show continues to expand and grow the listenership because of you, not because of me, because of you who Continue to tell your friends, man, you got to hear this Willie Jolly interview or this show that he did today. You got to listen to one of the other times it airs. Or you got to pull up the podcast of his shows and get some of the others. I had one guy who said, I listen to your podcast on the way every day to work, a different one. We got so many now that are on the podcast. He says, On your way to work, he listens, and then on his way home, he listens. And he says, Change his life. He's changed his life. and. I'm grateful because it has changed my life to be able to do these podcasts, to do these interviews, to be able to have the relationship with these incredible people who bless me and bless so many. So I'm grateful. Now, you know, I start every show by giving God glory, giving him praise, giving him thanks for life and strength and health, giving him thanks for all the blessings, not just the show being doing well and the podcasts and the tours and the books, but for life and strength and health and friends who can bless you, who can support you, who, who, you know, got your back. So I'm grateful for all of that. And I'm grateful for my listeners who have blessed me in ways that you cannot understand or or comprehend. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I give God glory for all of that. Well. My show today is another, another bond burner. It's going to be. I'm telling you in advance. I already know. And I'm grateful for all of the guests. And today's guest is no different. I got a call one day from my friend, uh, Dwight Freeman, New York Life agent. He calls me on my cell phone. And his brother is one of the big pastors in the Washington area. And I've been there to their church. And he said, I got this lady who has made history, African-American woman, first African-American elected to a citywide office in the city council in Canton, Ohio. She is awesome. She got this great story. And I get a lot of calls like that. OK, but something about his energy, his enthusiasm. So he said, can you just at least say hi to her on the phone? So we talked on the phone. She said she'd send me my book, her book. Uh, I said, okay. Now, I got stacks of books, of people who sent me books. But hers had something special on the front. Had forward by Les Brown. Well, everybody, y'all who listen constantly know, that's my, my buddy, my big brother. So I called him. I said, Les, I got this book from a lady named Corey Miner Smith. He said, Willie, you've got to interview her. You've got to interview her. You're going to be blessed. I'm telling you, she's got quite a story, and she will change so many people who will listen to this interview. So I said, okay, going on Les Browns, okay. I said, let's do it. Let me tell you, folks, as I talked to her, I realized why Les said it. So I'll give you a quick synopsis of who this lady is and why you want to stay tuned i read this little piece. Every success story is normally preceded by a tragedy. Or every happy ending, as T.D. Jakes would say, has a devastating middle. Or a horrific childhood that was narrowly escaped by an individual who refused to quit. Well, this is that success story. The real success story. The story about the damsel in distress who was continually motivated to succeed. Many military families transition through tours of duty, and the average military child will attend six to nine different schools in their educational pursuits in through life. This is three times more than the non-military student. Well, that is except for this lady, Corey Minor Smith. She was never a military brat. She attended 14 different schools, lived in three different states, and resided in eight different households. She was a product of a young love that didn't quite go the right way in the long term, but it ended up being a great story for her to get here. Any way she gets here is fine. She ended up in the worst end of a bad breakup, living with her mother in some challenging places. Then it got worse. Her mother was diagnosed with manic depression and schizophrenia. She was delusional and got progressively worse. One day, she abruptly left Corey with friends in Texas and left. And devastated by this seemingly off-the-wall decision, Corey finished the semester at school there and soon followed her mother to Ohio, which was her 14th school to transfer to. She was shook but still motivated. She ended up with her God-fearing paternal grandmother, Blue Shell. Though it was her eighth residence, she was finally in a stable environment in Canton, Ohio. Ohio. And that is a place where you don't think of a lot of maybe big success stories. You think of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But this young girl was smart. She was determined. And she had big dreams. And they were bigger than mental illness could stop. And the mental illness of her mother. Well, the dysfunctional story did not destroy her. It could have broken her. But she went on. Become a mother, uh, then a wife, then an attorney, and then a successful city public servant. First on the school board, and now as the first African American, not African American woman, first African American elected to citywide. City council positions in a position in the city of Canton, Ohio, and she ran against six other people. Everybody said she wasn't going to win, but she did. So my guest today is going to tell you how she has done it, how she continues to make history, and how you can do the same. Corey Minor Smith. Are you there, Corey Miner Smith?
1: Yes, thank you so very much, Dr. Jolly. I'm here.
0: Well, you know, I gave him the thumbnail sketch. Tell us a little more about that story and what I left out.
1: Well, essentially, the the baseline of the story, if you will, is what you uh, stated, the 14 schools, eight different households in three different states. So not only Ohio and Texas, but I also lived in California. And I take the opportunity to talk to families, talk to youth, most importantly, because many of them are currently going through a lot of the issues that I went through uh, in my youth and maybe, you know, feeling trapped, feeling like they can't get out, feeling like there's no opportunity or hope for their lives. So I try to openly share my story in hopes that it will reach a young person to encourage them to continue to set any goal that they can think of for themselves and strive to reach it. And I talk about that in five different uh, principles that I've applied in my own life and found them very helpful. And then the other part of it is to help families and loved ones that have a mentally ill uh, loved one. A lot of times, particularly in the black community, we don't want to talk about mental illness, uh, but it is a very important topic. And it is time to talk about it because many of our uh, youth are dying, unfortunately, and many of them are struggling with the feelings that they have, the emotions that they have, and ultimately depression. Um, So for those who are young, as well as those who are family members that have a loved one with mental illness, there are resources available, and I just feel it, my passion, to help encourage people through the process of finding out the resources and using them so that they can get through each and every day.
0: Wow. Well, you have been able to write a book, a new book called Driven.
1: Yes. Hashtag Driven. Hashtag
0: Driven. (laughs) All right. Hashtag Driven. (laughs) And uh, she is just incredible. And Les said on the back, he said, this woman has a story that the world needs to hear. So what we're going to do in this interview, we're going to talk about her story. We're going to talk about the lessons... she learned that we can be empowered and inspired by from her story. We're going to talk about this whole concept of mental health. And that's what was one of the things that was so intriguing because I spoke in Topeka, Kansas some years ago for the annual Martin Luther King Jr. Day celebration, which Topeka has the actual, the biggest or the longest, not maybe the biggest, but the longest, most intricate Martin Luther King activities in America. They, they have a week worth of activities. And I was the culminating night on a Sunday night, a Saturday night. And then I spoke at a church on a Sunday morning. And I met when I spoke the Saturday night, I spoke in my speech about how important it was for people to get counseling when they're going through tough moments and that they need some counseling. That if you had a broken arm, what would you do? You go to the doctor. If you had a broken foot, what would you do? You go to the doctor. But dealing with grief or mental illness or depression, they, we often find it, particularly in our community, we try and heal it ourselves. And I told them how when I lost my mother, my brother, my father-in-law in 2003, within 30 days, I knew I needed some counseling. And I went and sought it quickly. Well, I say that in my speech. The guy comes up to me at the end of my speech and says, I'm the president of the National Association of Black Psychologists. I've never heard a speaker recommend counseling to people. I'm so excited because you've shared something that we all need to hear people talk about, but we often feel bad about going to counseling. You've Open up a door And you said it was critical So we're going to talk about mental health We're going to talk about success We're going to talk about growing your self And your future And pulling yourselves up by your bootstraps And succeeding at the high levels of success We're going to be right back This is Dr. Willie Jolly My special guest is Corey Minor-Smith The author of the brand new book It's an awesome new book Hashtag Driven And we'll be right back And for sure your best is yet to come Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and if you're enjoying this information you're hearing on this podcast, I want to invite you to get even more great information on my new free gift page on my website. Go to wjspeaks.com and hit the All Access Badge. On that page, you will find information and resources specifically designed to help you to have greater success. Free ebooks, music, all sorts of attitude it's about your attitude it's all about your attitude it's about your attitude it's about your attitude it's about your attitude it's all about your attitude it's about your attitude it's about your attitude it's about your attitude it's all about your it's about your attitude one eight letter word that has such a big impact on your success or your failure. attitude. Not just about a disposition, but also about how you see the world, how you see life. Do you see it from a negative perspective, or do you see it from a positive perspective? It's your choice. It's about your attitude. See, my friend Keith Harrell wrote a book called Attitude is Everything, and he wasn't lying. Attitude truly is everything. It's about how you view things, how you perceive things, and how you go after things. Can you control the time? No. Can you control the weather? No. Can you control what other people say or do? No, no, no. You can only control you and your attitude. And your attitude to life determines your altitude in life. It's about your attitude. And we're back. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. And for those who are just joining us, I've got my special guest, a friend of Les Brown's. He wrote the foreword for her new book, Hashtag Driven. She is a woman who was abandoned, abused, discounted. But today she is an attorney, an author, a transformational speaker, and holds the title as a history maker. The first African-American elected to statewide, I'm not statewide, citywide city council ever and was running against six other folks. And she was not expected to win. They, They were trying to... Say so there was no way she could win, but she won let's talk about how you did this what was your what was your process? How did a sister do this and be successful in the in the effort?
1: Yes, well, thank you very much uh for the opportunity to uh share in regards to this elected uh position. I currently hold the position of city council at large, so I'm the first African American to be elected citywide in the city of Canton. And specifically with Canton City Council at large. Um, I'm one of three members. Uh, there's a total of 12 of us, but the other nine represent an individual ward, and three of us represent the entire city. So that's the history uh, of this position. Um, and it was really a, a non traditional uh, pursuit. Uh, no one expected me to win. And like you said, there were 600 candidates, but in the primary election, there were eight other candidates, all of the same party. Wow. And the others had long term name recognition. Their parents, potentially grandparents, you know, were elected officials or public servants, well known last names. And then here I come. Uh, you know, Corey Minor Smith, 14 schools, three states, eight different households, and not really having a name, but building a name, because as you mentioned, I was also uh, on the school board, and prior to the school board, I'm the first African American female to run for judge in Canton Municipal Court. So I did have an ultimate goal of becoming judge here in Stark County, and that was to break history or make history in being the first elected uh, black female judge in this county. We haven't had a judge, a black judge, since like the 1990s, and he was the first elected, and we haven't had any since. So with all of that, um, there was a lot of work put into it, and I am so grateful for everyone who supported me and encouraged me and kept me lifted throughout the whole process. I came in number one, which was just you know, astonishing and just overwhelming to me. But I came in number one out of eight. And then in the general, I came in uh, number one out of six candidates.
0: Wow. Wow. Well, what what was the secret? How did you do it? What was your strategy?
1: Hanging in there and being driven. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, there are so many challenges and that's what you don't hear about. You know, we hear about these successes, but we don't necessarily hear about, the challenges, you know, like putting up these large signs only to go out the next day and see somebody took them down. You know, uh, I've had just so many different issues that would make me want to give up, but I'm just focused on certain things that I would like to accomplish, and I just stay prayed up, as my grandmother says, to keep me protected from all hurt, harm and danger, seen and unseen, and I try to keep moving forward each day with that thought in mind.
0: Wow. So it sounds like... Your mother had mental illness. Your dad got arrested and eventually you end up with this grandmother. Yes. It's, you know, I love that song. My grandmother, she was praying for me. Yes. (laughs) She was praying for me. Tell me about this relationship and what you learned from your grandmother.
1: Oh, I've learned so much uh, from my grandmother. I I know when I've Uh, First, I bought my grandparents' house where where I live right now in Canton, Ohio, was my grandparents' house. And people, my family members, would call me Little Blue Shell because I had so many of her characteristics and traits, you know. Um, But she just taught me a lot about uh, church, about relying and believing and trusting in God, Um, because it's hard each day to think about that. But just knowing that he is here and guiding and leading and we do have to call upon him you know, I have her Bible sitting on my desk right now, and every so often I just flip it open to see whatever page is there. And I feel so comforted in seeing, you know, the, um, her lines underlying uh-huh. certain verses in the Bible and just feeling like she's speaking to me at that very moment.
0: That, so. That's awesome. And I think that's part of the success principles that you had. You had undergirding of faith. Yes. In the midst of all of the transition, all of the chaos, all of the crazy, all of the difficult, and and I'm not talking about crazy about her mom, I'm talking about her crazy life, just crazy, you know, people writing her off, telling her that it's not possible, uh, people just, just throwing all sorts of obstacles at you, but you refuse to give in, you refuse to give up, and now... You've hit historic, but you also became an attorney. I mean, that's, that's not an easy task, task Eva.
1: Oh, it surely wasn't. It surely wasn't. And I thank God I made it through and passed that bar on the first time.
0: Amen. <laughs> hey. I did
1: not want to have to take it again.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> I did not want to have to take that again. Oh, my gosh. In Ohio, is three days.
0: It's a three-day day test?
1: Lunch. Yeah.
0: Wow. Yes, okay. Yes. So... Let's talk about the. We're going to talk about some of the principles okay. that are in your book. Let's start with, uh, I think there are five major principles. Why don't you just start giving them out and go into detail.
1: Sure, faith. And and really the faith comes from, you know, my mother. She, she was strong in church as well. My father, even though he didn't go to church, he made us go to church. So if there was something that we wanted to do, like, later in the day, if we didn't go to church, then we couldn't do that other thing. Um. So the the faith is really from my family, my parents. Uh, making me go to church, having me in church, and even though I may not have lived out my life, you know, applying all the things I learned in church, it sticks with you. So as that Bible verse says, you know, train up a child in a way or he sh- or she should go, and they will, you know, pursue that. Ultimately, I just say don't give up on our youth because they can, you know, stray away, even as adults we stray away, but you can have that internal faith and uh, belief in God that will eventually bring you back. My second principle is motivation. I believe that you know our outside uh, external things like listening to your podcast and other motivational speakers, outside sources that can help lift you when you may feel low or feel like you, it's impossible, you reach out or allow yourself to receive the motivation from others um, that are in your circle or just in your area. The other is determination. I believe determination is something that nobody can give you or take away from you. It's like the internal inferno that uh, Shannon Sharpe talks about. I talk in my book about Shannon Sharpe and when he was a um, a fame, when I heard him.
0: When he was a what?
1: He was inducted into the Hall of Fame. He's a football player, a retired football player. And he talked about having a five-alarm fire that he could never describe. That, to me, was determination, just something inside of you that's driving you to be whatever it is that you are passionate about or feel. And in his case, it was football. You know, football drove him to be the best football player that he could be to eventually take him out of the life that he no longer wanted. So determination is something inside of you. Mm. Preparation, you'll enjoy this one because it is a direct example of working with Les Brown. I remember when I first uh, asked Les to use his just his statement that is now on the back of the book, she has a story for the world to hear. I called him up one day to ask if I could use that on my marketing material, and he told me, I'll do better than that. I'll write the forward to your book if you want me to. I My mouth just dropped open. I was so excited, but at the same time, I knew that I didn't have a book. I just had this excited statement saying, I'm writing a book, but I had not even started writing the book. So I wasn't prepared for the help that he was willing to give me. And that taught me that fourth principle, being prepared for the things that you are asking for in your life. And I do thank God that he was still willing to write the forward years later, you know, when I did eventually start working on the book. Wow. And and number five is action. You know, we can daydream, we can wish, we can think about it, we can doodle on paper in class or at work, but if you don't actually take action, you will never reach the goals that you set for yourself. You know, you could start off just writing steps that you think it would take to uh, reach the goal, but you have to take some type of action, some type of step towards the thing that you want to achieve. So those are the five principles, faith, motivation, determination, preparation, and action.
0: Wow. I love those. And I think those are exactly what people need to hear about growing themselves and growing their futures. That you got to have faith. You got to have the faith to believe that it's possible. Faith is not the absence of doubt, but it's willing to overcome it and keep going and keep keep fighting for it. So rely and then trust in God. Now, people know that this show is a faith-based show. I talk about my faith in God. And I know everybody who listens here say, well, I don't believe. I'm not trying to convince you or convert you. I'm just telling you what works for me. You know, this (laughs) worked for me. There have been some tough moments, but I trust God. And I was telling a friend today, let me tell you, a friend of mine called me. And he, about a month ago, or a year ago, he had uh, colon cancer. And then a month ago, he did diagnose with pancreatic issue. And then he had a, um, a disc problem in his back. He was trying to go down the steps. His disc, disc shot him a pain. He missed the step, fell down the steps, broke two ribs. And, get, and then he said, man, I'm going through. But I believe like Joe yet though he slay me, yet will I trust him. He said, I just got to trust God. This is going to work. I know it's going to work. I'm going to be okay because I trust God. And I I thought that was so encouraging that he understands that we all go through tough moments, but it's your faith in God. Rely on trusting God. Then motivation. Listen and, and, and get positive motivation in your life. Now, folks, if you've ever heard me speak, you'll know I talk about the fact that My life changed when I was at my lowest moment as a professional in my career, not in my personal life because my mom and my brother and my family members dying was the the most difficult. But when I lost my job and was just on my, broke, I mean, I was just at the lowest, broke, busted, disgusted. But a friend gave me a book, Think and Grow Rich, and gave me a motivational tape. And those two things inspired me. I read the book, first book I'd read from cover to cover, and I listened to that motivational tape, and the guy on the tape said, in five years you'll be the same person you are today except for two things, the people you meet who inspire you and the books you read that empower you. And I started reading positive books and, and, and listening to motivational tapes and meeting positive people, and it changed my life. And so, in fact, I, I want to give everybody who's listening uh, gift. If you go to williejollycom slash gift, willyjolly.com slash gift, I'll give you a digital copy of Think and Grow Rich, a digital book that I wrote, some audios from this XM show, some of my music, some speaking, things to inspire you, just gift. Because somebody gave it to me when I was at my lowest. They didn't charge me for it. They just gave me something to help me. So Fill yourself over with the pure, the power from the positive, motivation. And then, we uh, you know what? I got to take a break. I'm going on like I got forever. I'm going to take a quick break. We'll be right back after station identification. I'll go through these other points. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. Hi, this is Dr. Willie Jolly, and for years I've told people that in order to have a greater life, it starts by having greater individual days. If you have a great day, and you repeat that great day seven times, you've had a great week, and you repeat that week four times, you've had a greater month, and then repeat that month 12 times, you've had a greater year, and you're on your way to a greater life, and it starts with that individual day. I recommend you start each day with something powerful. I call it the pure, the powerful, and the positive, rather than starting your day with bad Bad news, how many people got killed or how many children got snatched or how many fires there were. I recommend you start your day with something to inspire and empower and encourage you to make this day a great day. We're excited to announce the start of Jolly TV on my Facebook page. Go to Willie Jolly, Willie.Jolly on Facebook. Just go to Willy.jolly on Facebook and get ready for a great day and a great life. Have a great day on purpose. And we're back, Dr. Willie Jolly, my special guest, Corey Miner Smith, uh, a history maker who has made history in the city of Canton, Ohio, and has a new book, Hashtag Driven. And she's telling us the points, first faith, then motivation, then determination, which is that internal inferno, that fire that keeps you fighting for your dreams. And sometimes your determination is your Why? Why do you do it? What is the why? Uh, Nietzsche said, "If you can understand your why, you can overcome any how." And he overcame being in a concentration camp because he understood the why. Then preparation: be prepared for what you're asking. We want to be wealthy. We want to be rich. We want to, whatever it is you you you're praying, ask for. Be prepared for it to come your way and handling it. But we know people who often get blessed with big financial gain, lose it because they're not prepared on how to handle it. And then action. We can wish. We can think about it. We can daydream about it. We can doodle about it. But until you take action, nothing really happens. A vision without an action is an illusion. An action without a vision is mere confusion. Confusion. But a vision plus an action that's focused can transform your life and transform your future. So, Corey Miner-Smith has given you five principles. Now, let's say uh, you were, and one of the things I ask people in interviews, let's say you went to a college and there was a class of students and they want to be successful. They wanted to be entrepreneurs. They wanted to be in business. They wanted to do some of the things you've done. I'm sure you'd give them these five points. Anything else you'd share with them? Hey, here's something you should do.
1: Yeah, I think it's important for each individual to define, actually sit down and define what success is for him or her. Uh, Many times we have these, like you said, illusions of success, and it's based off of what we see on TV or hear about or read about or what you see in a magazine. But what is success to you? You know, a lot of my life, my success was like not being like my mother. Like I didn't want to have two and three jobs. She tended to always work at a convenience store in a fast food restaurant, and I did not want that. I wanted more. So. My definition of success started with that being my premise, the more that I wanted. So, and it's for each person. And I think they need to take the time to sit down and define what success is for him or her.
0: Wow. I think that's brilliant. Because people have different definitions of success. Yes. Okay. And what else would you tell them?
1: I would tell them to hang in there.
0: (laughs) And that's literally, and believe it or not, and, and your story exemplifies that, how important it is to not give up. Hang in there. You can't give up. Just don't give up. Don't throw, don't throw in the towel. Don't, don't, don't stop. Amazing things happen, and I've learned, happen when you refuse to quit.
1: And you do have to, you know, just rely and and receive the help that's available to you because I I surely could not be where I am without my family and my friends that have been there all along the way, you know, and as I said, my grandmother and all the others that allowed me to live with them. So it's not a solo show, you know, that you have to uh, understand that people aren't getting to where they are by themselves and they surely aren't doing it without scraped up knees. Woo! There is a struggle twitching.
0: To... Woo! Scraped up <laughs> knees, baby. I love that. That's exactly right. Because there, there's no such thing as easy success or achievement. My doctorate is in achievement. Okay. My, mm-hmm. my doctorate is in faith based achievement. And one of the things I, I learned in that doctoral program and I wrote about is that you can be successful. In in a sense, and you can have let's say you can get rich by chance. Okay, you can hit the lottery. You can you can walk down the street and find a lottery ticket. I mean you could by chance, but you cannot achieve success. Achieve the word achieve by its definition means you must work. You must work at it. You must do something. You must pursue it. You must fight for it. You must work at it and and then you can achieve and that's what you really have done you've achieved you have achieved incredible achievements but it it took work
1: absolutely and there's this uh fi- like a final page in my book uh it ends and it's a it's a diagram or a design that i saw online and it gives like a split screen of success you know, some people think it looks like a straight line, like straight from the start to the finish, but it's actually a bunch of squiggly lines. You know, <laughs> I'm looking to at get it. Up there. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really feel like not only that depicts my life, but also just what people think about success and what versus what it actually is.
0: I like this quote. Don't, and this is on her page two forty one in her book. Don't allow undesirable circumstances to be excuses. For you to fail but allow them to be reasons for you to excel yes wow wow
1: and that was that stems from a conversation with an educator that helped me to fill out scholarship applications when i did not know how i was going to be able to go to college and she knew about my life she knew more about me than i knew about me because she knew my family and she told me that i had what she called undesirable circumstances her name was Norma Washington, mm. and from that, that that phrase, I developed this quote, which I consider my life's motto. Don't allow undesirable circumstances to be excuses for you to fail, but allow them to be reasons for you to excel, because we can find reasons why, excuses of why you can't do something all day long, but you have to try to find and use those or use those as reasons to move forward.
0: Wow. 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 So the book, you, know, you got Rise Up is one of the chapters. And the fact that you got to be driven, you got to stay driven. Uh, I love this uh, poem in here. And on this day, I pledge to give you my hand in marriage as a symbol of my dedication, commitment and sincerity. As your wife, our union will be filled with God's security. I pledge you to provide unconditional love regarding of any strife. May the Lord bless this union for a lifetime, my husband and I and your wife. And so you say you read that at your marriage or your wedding.
1: Yo, those were my vows. Yes, it was. It actually read as a poem, and I really believe that God gave me those words because I don't know how I came up with them, rhyming like that. Yeah. But those were my vows, uh, and He also, you know, had delivered His personalized vows. Yes.
0: Okay. See, see, part of that is is part of your story, your whole story. And she yes. she's trans. This woman is transparent. Woo! She's she, she tells the truth. Like having a child in college, that. uh, Was not planned for her to do at that moment, but she has went on with that, and he's now successful. He's in his 20s, and then having another child uh, later on, and who is now, I think, 16 years old. And being able to, to juggle all of this, plus have these careers, legal career, public service career, And now author career, speaker career, and dealing with mental health and pushing and prodding and encouraging and and uplifting people to understand that mental health in our community and mental health is real. A lot of folks are struggling. A lot of folks are struggling with their parents, with their loved ones, and they don't know what to do. And you are such an advocate for helping them say, you can get through this. Yeah, you can. I love that. I love love how you have continued to do that. Uh, One of the things I want to encourage people to do is to make a point that if you're dealing with grief, did you get a book called Life After Loss by Dietz, D-E-I-T-S, Life After Loss. He was a guest on this show maybe a year or so ago. And uh, when my mom and brother and father-in-law died, someone gave me a copy, sent me a copy of that book. And it blessed me so tremendously. It helped me get through it as well as my counseling. So life after loss. And then I know a lot of people dealing with health grief because sometimes grief is not just the loss of a loved one. It's, the, it's a change of your life. So I had a, 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 a gentleman, as I said, uh, who I talked to earlier who had been colon cancer. Now they found a spot on his pancreas. And I tell people when they uh, dealing with cancer, to go to my jollygoodnews.org site, jollygoodnews.org. On the left side, if you'll scroll down, there's a interview called Cancer Thrivers and Survivors. Cancer Thrivers and Survivors. Click it and listen to it. It's an interview I did here on this show a number of years ago now. It was uh, when I was doing the afternoon two-hour show show. Um, on Saturday afternoons live. And I interviewed two people who had never met each other. One had stage four cancer, uh, stage four pancreatic cancer. One had stage four throat cancer. And they described how they both beat it. And both to this day are doing well. This has been many years now. And the thing that blessed me so was they talked about your mental attitude, your conversations, your prayer, And how you refuse to accept this diagnosis as the end of your life. And so it's powerful. And I think your book has that same kind of determination. Yes. So where can people get the book?
1: By going to CoreyEmpowers.com. That's C-O-R-E-Y-E-M-P-O-W-E-R-S.com.
0: CoreyEmpowers.com, And if they needed you to speak, they can reach you there as well?
1: Yes, and they can also call 330-452-9937.
0: Awesome. Awesome. Now we're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to talk more about how you, if you're dealing with your own mental health issues, what are things you should be doing so that you can get back on track and on your way to create Wealth, for your future, and your family, and your 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 faith that will help you get through this. This is Dr. Willie Jolly. You're listening to the Willie Jolly Wealthy Way Show, and for sure, for sure, for sure, for sure, your best is yet to come. We'll be right back. Willie Jolly and I am so excited to be talking to Corey Miner Smith Les Brown said you gotta have this woman on you gotta interview you gotta hear her story and then Dwight Freeman said you gotta get this woman I hear all these people saying what who is this woman I need to know her and then come to find out she is a history maker an African American woman who is the first African American to be elected city council, citywide in the city of Canton, Ohio. But that's just part of her achievement. She did it after being in eight homes, 14 schools, struggling with her mother's mental illness and trying to maintain her own stability and a grade point average so she could get out of high school to college, college to grad school, grad school to law school. But she did it. What were you thinking during that time? What kept you going? I mean, what was it?
1: I have to say prayer and people praying for me when I didn't know to pray for myself.
0: (laughs) Oh, come on, somebody.
1: Yes. Absolutely. And I must say, you know, the epilogue of the book, Hashtag Driven, is there's an article called History with a Twist, a lot of times people think, you know, you reach success and, like, you don't have any other problems, like, you know, life is just grand and there's nothing more. But this this tells about the election and all that I was going through during the campaign, because my mother was at one of her worst points. And I literally got a call. I was on my way to court, and I literally got a call from someone, a public employee, call in to tell me that they had found my mom uh staying in a vacant house with no utilities. Wow. So if you can just take a moment to try to process this, I'm on my way to court where I have to, you know, deal with cases and I'm just getting this news and can do nothing at that moment to help my mom, but go to court and then try to work uh, with my family and the agencies to try to find her because once they, re- you know, had her leave out of the house, no one knew where she was. So it it's very interesting the the cycle that a lot of people with mental illness uh, go through but it is so important for families to try to work together as mine has done uh, with um, mental health agencies and law enforcement because we've in some situations had to do missing person reports with my mom only to find out that she's in a whole nother state you know and that has happened more than one time so it, it, it is complicated but it's possible and you have to stay Played up <laughs>
0: absolutely, and I love one of the quotes in there. you went from j d to j d all right you went from from juvenile delinquent to jurist doctor yeah. <laughs> I love that okay, so we've got people who are listening who want to be successful, who want to be what you have become, who want to do what you have done to be a mom a, a, a wife a, a public servant a successful career person and they don't know where to get started. What do they do? What, how do I get started? I, 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 I want to be what she's been. I want to do some of the things she's done. I want to achieve like she's achieved, but I don't know where to start. What would you recommend?
1: I recommend sitting down and writing out your goals. Ah, you start with three of them. Start with three goals and then use your brain process to think about at least three steps to reach that goal. Oh,
0: that's good. That's good. That's good. that's good. Three goals and then three steps to reach those goals. Yes. Wow, that's good. That is good. Anything else?
1: Yes, I would then expand it. You know, once you reach those goals, because you don't want to stop, <laughs> you know, you can continue to set goals and create the steps needed to reach those goals. And I just say overall to stay encouraged because it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy, but you have to stay in there. How would you say?
0: How would you stay encouraged when you're going? When you discouraged?
1: Well, just like that second principle, motivation. Getting the motivation from outside sources, you know, family members, friends, people in the community who are willing and more than able and wanting to help you reach your goal.
0: I love that. You got to fill yourself with the pure, the powerful, and the positive. And when you're down on the canvas, sometimes. You got to have yourself count you up to get off that canvas. You got to start counting yourself up. Okay, hold up. I'm down here. I'm not, oh, no, 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 no. I'm not staying here. I got to get up. Get up off that canvas. Get up. Get up. Come on. You got to scrape and claw. I love something T.D. Jake said. He said, you know, people wonder how I came from West Virginia, a little town in West Virginia, to do what I've done, to achieve what I've achieved. He said, well, I was scraping and clawing and scratching every step of the way. That's how I did it. And when I would get down, I wouldn't stay down and I'd bounce back up or I'd try and scratch back up. He said, so when I die, when I come to die, hopefully it won't be now, no, now, no time soon, but one day when I come to die, I look up under my nails because there'll be dirt there because I'm still scratching and clawing all the way to the end. And that's what you've got to do, folks. You've got to keep scratching and clawing. Get up off the canvas. Life knocks you down. If you ever read my book, A Setback is a Setup for a Comeback, I talk about how when I was a boy... My mom bought my brother and I one of those punching bags that had the smiley face with the weighted bottom. You punch it, it bounced back up, you punch it, it bounced back up, it punch it and bounce back up. Well, it, it, we kept trying to keep it down. We'd punch it with everything we had, but it bounced back up. We'd hit it with everything we had, it bounced back up. We even took bats to it, baseball bats, but it always come back up. So eventually we left it alone and went and found something we could tear up, keep down and knock out and knock down or whatever we were trying to do. But every now and then, when that thing wasn't watching us, we'd sneak up behind it and at the same time hit it with everything we had to try and knock it down and keep it down. But it would always bounce back up with that smile on its face. But that's how life is. Life would knock you down, but I encourage you to bounce back up. And then it will knock you down again, and I encourage you to bounce back up Again. And I I I keep, I want you to keep bouncing back up and keep bouncing back up. Now, eventually life will leave you alone and go find a wimp it can keep down. But every now and then, when you least expect it, life is going to sneak up on your blind side and hit you with something that will knock you out. I mean, knock all the air out of you, right? Just hit you in your solar plexus. But that's when I want you to do what Corey Miner-Smith has done. Gather all you got. Pray about it. Talk about it. And then move about it. Get back up. Even if you have to just get up and hold on to the ropes while you're gathering yourself. Your knees are wobbly. But hold on to the ropes if necessary. But whatever you got to do, get back up on your feet. Look life in the eye. Say, you may knock me down. But I promise you will never keep me down because I'm a comeback kid. And that's what you have become, a comeback kid. So you've been able to do this and now have a book to, to, to proclaim the story, to tell the memoir, to tell the lessons, as well as to encourage people to understand the importance of helping your loved ones who are struggling with mental health. And I think we all know somebody in our family who got some mental health issues. Would you say that's true, Corey?
1: Yes, absolutely. Or someone you know in the community.
0: And so, you want to be? Do you want to be sensitive? Or how do you? I mean, that sometimes you just say, "I don't know what to do about these folks." What do you say?
1: Yeah, sometimes I don't know what to do with my mom, and that's why it's important to know what the resources are that are available. Mm. There's many times I can't directly uh, help her because her aggression is towards me. Wow! But I still want to do my part, so I just you know play in the back field and still stay involved and connected with the uh, mental health resource that's providers. a
0: great way to now anal- analogize that to say you know I say it in the background in the backfield and let them do but I make sure they know what's going on that that their resources to help them and many times it's 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 hard it's difficult because you want to do more but sometimes there's nothing else you can do but to make sure that they're well cared for and that the resources have been reached. And the researchers have been reached to take full advantage of what your city and your state and your community and your your church maybe even offer. Well, again, where can people get this book?
1: CoreyEmpowers.com. C-O-R-E-Y-E-M-P-O-W-E-R-S.com.
0: And where can they reach you if they want to have you come speak or to talk or to do a session or whatever, or to interview you, or whatever to help them with their issues?
1: 330-452-9937. Or they also can email at CMS at com. Woo,
0: CMS, Corey Minor-Smith. I'm telling you, folks, this lady... Is a history maker, a world shaker, a world changer. And I'm grateful that you were able to be on with me today.
1: Thank you so much. And I I truly appreciate the opportunity. Thank you.
0: Well, if you go to Canton, you just say you know her. She, doors are open. They probably let you get uh, a meal at one of the fancy restaurants. For full price. <laughs> <laughs>
1: or the Key to the City, no, dog.
0: <laughs> well, I'm encouraging people to go to the Hall of Fame, Football Hall of Fame in Canton and check it out. I'm going to do that. And then I'll get a chance to actually uh, hang and spend some time with Corey. Well, folks, I want to thank all of you who are listeners and maybe you're listening on the podcast. If you're not listening to the podcast, you can listen to the podcast on iHeartRadio, Radio, C-Suite Radio, uh, iTunes, on TuneIn and on Stitcher. Also, jollymarriage.com. Go to get the free chapter of my new, my wife's new marriage book, 34 years together. I haven't had an argument in 30 years. What was the secret? You can learn it at jollymarriage.com. Finally, an attitude of excellence. My new book is blowing up with companies. Uh, Stephen Covey, Alan Mulally, the former CEO of Ford, who helped trans, transform Ford, say, this is a book. Every organization and every team and a member and stakeholder has to have. And attitudeofexcellence.com, you can get it at Amazon, you can get it at bookstores, you can get it at, at attitudeofexcellence.com or at WillieJolly.com. Have a great day, a great week on purpose, and remember, for sure, your best is yet to come. God bless you. Are you tired of crying and complaining? Tired of feeling like life don't you fair? see so many others moving on Are oh, you're steady going nowhere. Have you maybe come to the conclusion that there's nothing at all that you can do? Well, just look in any mirror and you'll see who is really, truly stopping you. My, my